The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so this is back to Dylan 1. I apologize for the sound quality. I left my microphone at home, uh, so whatever. <laughs> Hope it's not too bad. Okay, so let's review what we did, but then we're going to take a new track. We have Ashrei Ha'ish Asher Lo Halach Ba'atas Rishaim. Uh, happy or praiseworthy is the man who does not follow the counsel of the wicked, and he does not stand on the path of sinners, he does not sit in the session seating of scorners. Only in the Torah of Hashem is his desire or delight, and in his Torah, choose whether that's capital or lowercase h, he uh, he thinks in two day and night. I think it's capital, but Isaac didn't. And he will be like a uh, tree planted alongside streams of water, that gives forth its fruit in its time, and its leaves doesn't wither. And everything, I think we said he does, he succeeds in, right? It's not the uh, trees uh, don't succeed. Uh, is it a person of the field? I'm trying to remember the, uh, yeah. No, it's a person, yeah, it's a person, it's a person, it's a tree person. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Adam. Not a person of the field, though. Adam Hassan, it's Fi Ha'eit. Fi Ha'eit. Fi Ha'eit. Fi Ha'eit. Fi Ha'eit. I don't know. <laughs> well, that crashed and burned. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway. Lo Chin Harashayim. The wicked are not like that. Not like the first, the previous passage. Kim Kamotz. They're like chaff. I tried to defend our rope, but the wind drives away. Al-Kain, therefore, Lo Yekum Harashayim B'Mishpat. The wicked will not arise in justice, but and the sinners in the council of the righteous. Because God knows, Hashem knows the way of the tzadikim, the way of the wicked will perish. We have a host of questions. I'll read them super fast. What does Ashrei mean? Uh, both definitionally, uh, translation-wise and uh, definition-wise. What's the deal with Halicha Ba'atas Rashaim? meaning what are each of those terms defined as and why those three what's the ordering of the three bad categories if there is any uh are these personalities the same as in Mishlei or not we said that's kind of like an extraneous question um or not it's not intrinsic from the, the puzzle what does it mean that like what does that imply about him what extent does he desire it is it literally day and night the other thing about there's a statement about like learning psycho studies so this is one of the statements in the Gemara. I don't remember the exact wording, but it's about like, and I forgot how it words it in terms of, it doesn't say secular studies, but like, when should you learn like secular studies? So then the person who answers quotes the Gemara, just find a time that's neither Yom Ha'am or Yom Ha'am. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot how that's interpreted. Who is it? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? Sorry, who is the Ish that has both these qualities? Apostle Oliver Bet. Um, is there a middle ground? Meaning, if you take the Apostle as one statement, it sounds like happy guy who doesn't do all this stuff and he does do this. Is that like a continuum, or is it just like only that guy's happy? You know, um, like also, what if you are avoiding the bad people, but you you're not involved in Torah session? Like, is that do you partake of the happiness, or is the happiness only when you do both? Um, more questions. Uh, what's the nimshal of the botanical muscle? I'm oh, sorry, are the east and the tzaddik the same person? If not, what's the relationship? Because it goes on to talk about the um, the tzaddikim and the rishayim, but it leads by talking about the east and kind of seamlessly transitions. 
And Russia and Saudi are opposites, but it sounds like three and four are being contrasted, and three is talking about the each. So yeah, yeah. A equals B, B equals C, that stuff. Yeah. Um, what's the all, what all elements of the muscle for the tidic and the Russia? Uh, what's the relationship between positive A and the positive that comes before after it and after it? Because it says alkene and then key. They're both like causal explanation words. Um, what does it mean that the Rashaim will not stand up in Mishpat? What does it mean that the Khatan will not stand up in Azadikim? What happens to the lates in Pazak He just drops out. And then what does it mean that Hashem Yodea Derech Tadikim? And what does it mean that Derech Rashaim Tobed? Why the inconsistency in the subject and the predicate? Meaning, we're talking about what Hashem does for the first part, and they're talking about the Derech itself with the Russia. Yeah, those are all the questions. Birds just fell. That's not something you usually see. Okay. All right, so those are the questions. And uh, rather than try to review what we did last time, I kind of want to start afresh with Me'iri. Okay, so let's do the Me'iri. Uh, so what I did was I looked at the um, the sport on the Me'iri, and I found that the Me'iri was, sport was really good, Me'iri was really gooder. <laughs> um, so if you look on the Taurus prime right column, uh, underneath the, Yeah, so above the spawn underneath the Ezra, Me'iri. And the Atan Nasfil, the Beer Hasefer Bezer Sashem, and the Me'iri writes in a way where we can stop at every point. Okay, just like that. So, Ashe Ha'isha Shalahala. Now, as I read this, um, think to yourself, how is he translating Ashe? Because I don't fully know. Okay, he gives a good explanation, but I don't fully know which of the translations he's doing. So he says, first he says, Kavanas and Mizmur, the Shavach, Malas, Adam. So that's a little weird, right? Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, that's one. Rashaim and Sadiqim are not like the Hamim and fools. Also, I think someone made the point last time. Maybe I forgot who said this, but it's not that you no. know, not Sofna. And it could be easy to say Sofna when there are a lot of that, you know, trying to talk about Sofna. And sounds like Torah is like the, I don't know, like the learning of and practice of Torah, you know? So not that that excludes Sofna, but it's a little weird that's. I wouldn't look at this parak and say like, oh, this is all about praise and chachma. Like, you know, the closest thing is that second pasuk, but but you know, much more than that. Then avoiding bad people, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. The shehi tachlis shlemus adam, and that's the the utmost perfection of man, or the the purpose of the perfection. I'm not sure how to read it. V'sheroy lios kolpulosa ponos elzehatachlis, and all of man's actions should turn towards that purpose, that outcome. That wondrous outcome. Yeah. So that we're going to have to, I guess, uh, just keep that in mind when we read the whole thing, because that's just his thesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, unless we want to stop and uh, smell the fruit blossoms <laughs> and try to like figure that out now, or do you, should we let him speak for himself? And uh, um, I think so also. Okay. So now we get to Ashrei. Milas Ashrei Mi'ushar. Okay. So the word Ashrei, is from the the idea of its supporters are happy. Oh, sorry, I just said happy. Its supporters are muushar, right? I don't know if that means happy or successful. I think muushar is happy though. Um, like they're like imbued with ashrus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Ozen shamas. Yeah. Isn't that just the same question of what is ashrus? But I think. What's the phrase? I feel like in that context, it sounds happiness sounds more plausible than successful. Oh, really? Oh, I would say successful. Because of the Eitzchayim? And Shalom. 
because I view Shalom and Noam as more like emotional experience than like emotional benefits, not like success in the world. You know, you, you can't, it does lend itself to success, but yeah. Or this next Pesuki quotes, which I don't know the context of, Ozen Shamav the Shreni. Um, you know, we should look at that in the context here. Leadership keep it's not that Okay. Um you have twenty nine eleven. Uh page sixteen fifty seven. Well, that was weird. I looked in the English and I saw like thirty eight, and then I had to look at the Hebrew to know oh. <laughs> after. That's funny. Wait, so just... uh, 1657. Okay. It's Pasuk, it's 2911. Mm-hmm. And I and uh, bear in mind that the English is not necessarily gonna like lead us anywhere. Okay. So the Pasuk says, Ki Ozen Shreni, the Rasa Idani. When an ear would hear, it would praise me. When an eye would see me, it would vouch for me. Okay, that doesn't help at all. Is, can we get it from the surrounding context? It sounds like praise, because look at he goes on to talk about. For I would rescue a pauper from his wailing and an orphan who had no one to help him. Uh-huh. The blessings of Forlorn would be upon me. Yeah. So praiseworthy then. Okay. Some kind of new shock. Praise. Do we not have that translation? Did I just say happy or successful? Why did I say successful? Right. Praiseworthy is the other one. Yeah. Why did I say successful? Did I see something? Did I see something? Maybe I'm getting mixed up with someone else. This is the other thing also that I'm a little, I did a lot over uh, this. I don't, stuff is flowing from different directions. So I'm trying to like keep it with Miri, but uh, yeah. Okay. So EO definitely points to successful. Sorry, said it again. Praiseworthy. Yeah. Praiseworthy. And the Somkeham Ushar, praiseworthy would also fit in. Not as cleanly as the other two possibilities, right? He's claiming the Makazikabab is some Khaham Nushar. Sounds like it gives you life. Yeah. All right. So let's go on. He gives more. I know why I'm saying successful. We'll see. Okay. Check this out. It is the Miri. Um, the uh, the word is always in plural. Ashrav. Ashre. Ashrecha Yisrael. Mipneshi Amur al Kibutatslahos. That's why I was thinking it. Okay. Because it is said about uh, a collection of successes. Uh-huh. So that is the problem. That could fit into either praiseworthy or happy, meaning like you were praiseworthy because you've succeeded in so many ways, or like you're happy because you've succeeded in so many ways, you know? Oh. Unless you think differently. Yeah. yeah. By success. I mean, actually, let's make it a little yeah. more sentence. I don't know what he means, but there's no path. I think maybe it means there's no path to his success uh, on only one. Sorry, there's no path to his ashrus on only one success. Unless that success, that uh, matter includes many successes. You see what I mean? Like he's giving a very clear definition, but I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Success seems like it doesn't fit as well with praiseworthy. Just because, I don't know, I guess in EO, like, 
right. Right, but don't people, I mean, people praise successful people, don't they? And if he's talking, okay, well, I guess this is, okay, if you combine this with his intro, Kavanas and Mizmor, the Shevach Ma'alas HaChachma, the Shehi Tachlis Shlemus HaAdam. Does that point us in any direction? So is he talking about, like, ultimate success? He might be. Yeah, that's like, like, are using Robogian terminology? Yeah, 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 right. And therefore, praiseworthy would seem to be more appropriate, even though, like, happiness you would think would follow, but it, it seems to be talking about like what makes you praiseworthy as a man mm-hmm. is Kafma, you know? Right. Right. So should we go on that assumption? Sure. Okay. I'm also wondering, and this is not based on the Miri, this is just based on, on now that we're thinking about this word more than we did last time. Um, are those other guys following different um, models of, uh, of, of value systems and like looking for trying to get different successes than what this guy's doing? Uh-huh. You know, the Russia, the Chote, and the Lates. Right. I guess we'll see what he explains. Okay, ready for something that'll make the uh, Malvim uh, cringe? Okay, so going on in the Meiri. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, did I skip a line? Hold on. Is that the next page? Yeah, we're on the next page, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it ascribes this, sorry, it ascribes the matter to three sects or three groups. Each uh, each one with its own language. Same thing with the the manner of clinging to them. It ascribes to each one of them its own lashon. And same thing with the quality of their actions. So in other words, you've got three different people, three different ways of relating to them, and then three different um, uh, qualities of their actions. Okay. Thank you, Miri. <laughs> I didn't see you there. All right. So the, our, our rabbis asked, and I think that Ibn Ezra quoted this, if he's not walking with them, how could he stand with them? Right? And that's like standing with them, like, like pausing while you're walking, I think. Right? Otherwise... It is uh, more engaged, or at least presupposes an engagement from the walking, okay. right? Um, as opposed to the reading of it's less engaged because you might be standing them, but you're not walking with them, right? Yeah. lo amad If you're not standing with them, how could you possibly sit with them? Okay. Ella malamed rather this teaches im halach sofa laamod vim amad sofa leshev. Did we read that in Ibn Ezra last time or not? Or is this new? I can't remember what I was. Okay, so rather this teaches that if if he walks, he will ultimately stand, which means more clinging to them. Bim Ahmad, and if he stands with them, so Leshev, okay, then you're, you're going to end up sitting. Okay, we'll think about that in a second. Let's just uh, finish the, his explanation of Chazal's thing. Nire sheha halicha etzlan hi halichas haregel below shum ikuv ba'olam. So Halicha is walking on foot without any stopping. Okay. I don't know. So walking means you're, you're just walking. You're not stopping. Amida is a little bit of stopping. Like the person is just like standing around for a little while. And sitting is, is like a, a, a more permanent type of, uh, of stopping. Oh, so wait, so hold on. 
to walking as a but like he's saying Amida is the less least engaged. No, I think he's saying Amida is more engaged because yeah. you're pausing with these with them. Alifa, you're you're okay. you're you're uh you're walking maybe walking by them would be better. Okay. Like you're just walking past. Uh, Amida is like walking past, you stop and then you keep on going, and then Yeshiva is you walk and then you stand and then you sit. I see. Yeah. Um I think that's the way to read it. Um because then he says a continual uh socialization or friendship. Okay, now here here's the part that's gonna make them all in the Fringe. Yeah. And there's no difference between those three either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we get into a whole discussion about that last time? Yeah. Uh, who was asking me about that? About like why I'm assuming uh, that it's. Yeah. Was that you? Why I was different. Yeah, yeah, right. So I guess you got someone to agree with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he says, I, I think he's still explaining the Chazal. According to that, they certainly explained well. Because walking with them and, and constantly befriending them or being friends with them or socializing with them will bring you to stand in their path. And to... Um, to cling to their their midos, uh, and then you'll sit with them, and you'll become like them. So that's the end of his step, uh, explanation of Chazal. So the nice thing about it is we don't have to worry about any of these differences. The only difference is the halicha. It's funny that he does say the halicha, amida, and yeshiva. That's where the main idea is, right. you know. But the people and like what they're making, how they're drawing you in, that's just like they're all the same, yeah. Which is also like why is there a different idea in each of these? Different amount, like levels of engagement. I mean, it's a good question because it's it, the way he first expressed it sounded quantitative. Yeah. E, no, no, ikva, ikva, then and then ikva timidis, you know? But, uh, and maybe, maybe it is quantitative. But the question we have to answer is how does the, the this is what I, I um, forgot to use this term last time, but this is like a not slippery slope fallacy, this is an actual slippery slope, right? So how does this exactly work? You know, that, um, that uh, if you do this, then so far you're going to stand, and then if you stand, so far you're going to sit. I do think uh, I, I, I actually I don't. Uh, we I think we talked about this initially um, with the uh, the folding of the hands. Is that this is a feature of the Yitzhara, and I'd like to just get clear how that works. That the Yitzhara makes you do one step, and you tell yourself, "Well, I'm you know I'm just like hanging around these people. I'm never going to go like." spend time with them you know and then you end up going and i saw a last night i think best depiction of this excellent movie i, I was watching a youtube analysis of the movie I, I haven't watched the movie in a long time the devil wears prada okay. have you seen that yeah. excellent movie um so i won't spoil it yeah. but those who have seen it <laughs> excellent example excellent depiction of this or breaking bad obviously but that's a good, good example of everything yeah How does it work? How is that? What's the rationalization, or what's the like havamina that that you have that this won't happen? Which is kind of like expressed by Fazal. Like if you're not standing, with, if you're not walking with them, how could you possibly stand with them? You know, and then and then what what shifts? So remind me of like Nita. Or... Yeah, like, I mean once you give uh, 
Right. Yeah. Um, but with one slight thing, this might still apply in Nita, but like, I think there is a difference between saying you're not going to give in to a certain temptation, being in the situation and then giving in, versus I'm not engaged with this activity, and then I engage with it a little bit more, saying I'm never going to go that far, and then I engage in it more, I'm never going to go that far, and then, you know, like over time, you know, not like in the heat of the moment, you know. Right, so I guess the part of the rationale of rationalization is like because there's like you're kind of you're thinking like, oh I'm not uh, yeah I'm not like them. Right. So then because relative to them you're not a bum, therefore you're not doing it. Right. Yeah. It, I, I mean would you say then that it has to do with the like the, the thing that trips you up is the identification that I am not one of these guys. Right. I'm just interacting with them or whatever, you know? Right. So then what happens? I think that also explains what happens then. So then, I mean, there's no guilt in like doing what they're doing. Right. You're not actually. I'm not one of them. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Just pretending. But then I think what happens then is the more, so that causes you to spend more time with them. Uh -huh. And then the more time you spend, the more you identify with them. Right. And then you actually keep on them. And you actually start becoming them, but you still keep on pulling that maneuver yeah. because, well, at least I'm not like, you know, like hanging out on street corners, like at 2 a.m., like, you know, doing like sketchy things, you know? And then like that, you know, and then, and then you do do that. And you're like, well, at least like I came from a nice home, you know? <laughs> and then like, like, and then, you know, and it just keeps on going on and on. Yeah. Yeah. It's identification. Yeah. Um, here's a, a movie that I can spoil. Uh, because I don't think anyone will watch it. There's a movie, I think, it, I think it's based on a true story called Lord of War, uh, with... Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that he also changed, but for different reasons. <laughs> um, but uh, but in Lord of War, it was about this guy who was um, played by Nicolas Cage. Uh, this is when Nicolas Cage was like viewed as a good actor. Um, and um, he was an arms dealer, kind of like a black market arms dealer. So he would, and his like personal policy was... Like, um, like I'm not going to be involved in who's right and who's wrong. Like, my job is just, I'm just selling the weapons, you know. And he, I saw this a long time ago, but he eventually, like, over time gets drawn into that whole world and ends up doing a bunch of immoral things. And has this, like, rock bottom, like, wake up call. Like, I became these people who, like, I, who I was not identifying with because I told myself, like, I'm not, like, going out and starting genocides. Like I'm, you know, I'm just selling, you know, weapons, but yeah. This is also a good, we, okay, this is sounding familiar when you start saying the, uh, that thing, because that's the reverse of what we were saying this morning about how to stay involved with Chachma, right? Meaning part of being involved with Chachma is keeping a, an identification as someone who's involved with Chachma. And if that starts to be replaced by a new social dynamic, it could slowly chip away you know, uh, without you realizing it. So that's another mistake, which is that I think, so the, the primary mistake is saying that because I don't identify with them, then I'm not like them and I'm not going to become like them. But I think the other thing is viewing your identity as static or as an intrinsic part of who you are, you know, that that can't change. Like, you know, so therefore I don't need to monitor it changing, you know? Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that 
keep myself away from situations that all affect my right. Right. Yeah. So the the question is how do you um, how do you uh, this, is a, this is very in line with Elvis Dale's also how do you um, prevent this from happening? What's the easiest way? Just. Yeah, just don't go near them. You know. Um, uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna stop the recording for a second because I have a real world example. Uh, pause recording. Yeah, right. I think that was a good explanation of the idea, right? Okay, not the part that I didn't record. <laughs> what we said before. Okay, so now let's go on to his explanation. Okay, this is in the Eries. Michael Macon, nearly Lafarge de Arjoheres. Nevertheless, I've seen fit to give another explanation. So he is going to go in the opposite direction. Walking indicates a stronger and more perpetual clinging to than standing. And Amida is more than sitting. Just let this sink in for a second. Right? If you're like following someone, that's like a real allegiance. If you're standing with someone, then you're with them. Not if you're sitting, then like no one's going anywhere, <laughs> you know. But like that's like a Naomi, or I mean, uh, Bruce in, in conscious Naomi. Then uh, like wherever you go, I'll go. Like that kind of like Halifa, you know, or Halakta Bidracha, or Afrei Hashem Elkechem Telechu, right? That's like follow after him. Not like that's not casual the way that the Chazal were saying it. That's like devoted, you know. Yeah, the way because I was saying it here, where okay. where Aliha is the least connected. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, then he says, "Va'inin So the idea according to me is shalom kiven l'shabeach b'zeh misha inu rasha omachis umore. The intent is not to praise the guy who's not a rasha or an uh, an anger or a uh, rebel. Right, so that, that that's the uh, that's very low praise, right? Praise right in our Russia. Even the hamon and the degenerates, um, the, the people who sit in the most places, even they uh, reject and despise this. They akiru prisuso and they recognize its degeneracy, right? So like, yeah, obviously, who who go to Bob? You want to be a Russia? No, right? So yeah. Uh, okay, well, that, that took a turn. Uh, it is praising someone who, who separates from the ways of the world. Oh, so we got to keep in mind, according to this, this is about praising Kalkma, right? So the majority of the world chooses it, meaning the Darche Olam, Venim Shachim, Aharab, and it's drawn after it. Wait, did I skip something? Are there two columns? No, that was it, right? Mishachim uh, Aharav, right? Um, the majority of the world chooses it and is drawn after it. Kedei liyachi levavov v'han hagosav l'torah ula avodas hakel. Is all that? Wait, wait, wait. I feel like I skipped a word. Moshe rova olam bovrim bov nimshachim Aharav. Oh, kedei is going back on the previous clause. Orish mitarche olam kedei. Okay, there we go. Kedei. So you got to separate from the ways of the world in order to devote your, yourself to uh, Torah and Avodah Sakel. Check this out. 
So he too, like Ibn Ezra, doesn't take Russia as the evildoer. Right. He says Russia is the guy who's lusting after money. Yeah. Which is ironically the same puzzle that Ibn Ezra quoted. I guess he's learning it differently. The Ibn Ezra saying it means turbulent. Same puzzle that Ibn Ezra quoted. That one's not, but that Russia, I think, means um, means well. Let the article translate. And then ask what that French word is. Prudence. I don't know. Maybe Borich was. Ooh, maybe. Archer mentioned all the things. Yeah. Um, it says. Oh, so they don't translate it that way. They say wickedness cannot save its wrongdoer. So he's learning it as well. Let me find. Okay. Um, so, urgency. All right. So I'll, I'll try to figure out for, for Thursday. Let's go on. Um, next page, right? Okay, so money, Iva. Okay, the ability to without um, getting what you need, what your essential bodily needs are, um, only by way of pleasure and excess. What he means there, let me make of that. Why does he have to qualify it with the ability to Torah Kehach Rafi Lahmaras Kufo Rak Derechana O Mozar? Yeah, I think so, right? I think, I think he's trying to say that, like, it's not the taiva that's bad, it's that if you're going after your taiva, either in excess or in a way that is, like, not. Um, Taking care of your bodily needs. For example, I mean, I know that's not bodily time, but like, like you know, my soul thirsts for the living God, then you are like there. Like, like time is not bad. Yeah, it's time insofar as it's going to be destructive to you and like catering to excess or just for pleasure. You know, it's a weird thing to say though, but like. But it sounds like he is qualifying his statement. Like he could have just said, "He might have the other me die off our titles." That I would have been fine with that. Um, it's only too much if it is uh, detrimental to you, um, and uh, what do you call it? And if it is, um, oh yeah, I'm going to pause this also. Uh, or like slow on Hellas that we did earlier in the year. Of like if you're pursuing Hakma in a fantasy-based way, where like this is gonna solve all of my problems, or like like I'm gonna know everything, or or for cover, you know. So Hakma as an object of pursuit can definitely be um itself to bad desires. But the real question is can you do can you can almost can not in those ways, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it could, though, because it draws you out of the world. Like, that's why I'll have to warn you that if you're involved in Ava Sashem, don't abandon your Sashem. You know, you have to say that. Because Ava Sashem, you're really not in the pastoral realm. You're, you're only involved in the, uh, in, in the realm of, the, of your mind being involved with ideas, you know. Uh, not according to my understanding of the 
because I think USHN is going to always be taking into account itself. And I'll check if you lose yourself. Right, but it's like, let's say, like, with a lowercase s. Yeah. But it's like, if it's like, if let's say you're talking about a theory, like, versus like the entire. Theory. Yeah. So you're not necessarily thinking about it. We'll have to square that with the uh, Schwal rule and Evos Deus, though. That you should go all the way to the extreme. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's finish the uh, his chat. Kamushi Yachasu Lashon Zet Al Hashgamos, just like it ascribes that Lashon Chote to to uh, unintentional sins. Kamushi Amru Avonos Elo Hasdanos Peshaim Elo Hamuradin. Okay, fine. Um, uh, even though he uses them with meaning the taivas with intent and choice, who savor Oh, this is the guy's rationale. That since I'm not doing an actual prohibited avera, So he's involved in the permissible pleasures, taivas. I mean, right? Yeah. So that's what he thinks. He's like, it's not us, sir. Right. You know, and I guess the Mamun guy would also think that, you know, unless he's like doing illegal stuff. Right. Yeah. And that, that, but he, right. Sorry, I think he's trying to explain why it's called by the same word as Shkaga, why it's, why it's called Chote. Okay. Because he tells himself that he's not doing uh, an intentional sin, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, two things. One, it uh, I like that aspect that it's the it's Yeah. Um, but also, that's the, that's the rationale that we were saying for the guy with the most of the like that he he's like, oh, I'm not actually doing anything problematic. I haven't actually crossed any hard line. Right, right, yeah. Although I was putting the emphasis on, you're talking about today, right? Yeah, yeah. I was putting the emphasis though on the I'm not the kind of person who does that, you know? Yeah, which I think is a new, a slightly, yeah. slightly different thing. But yeah, practically speaking, he will say, I'm, I haven't done X. But I think the thing that allows, see, if it was all about not doing X, then he would not do X. But it's because I'm not the kind of lowlife who does X. Right. And then once he gets to the point where he's doing it, he's not viewing himself as a lowlife. He's like identified with these people now, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, then late team, him Hanashim Pnuyim. Free agents. <laughs> They're free, right? Mitzad Pachisusam Vesholalam. So these are bums. That we would call bums, right? Like not homeless people. I didn't mean to insult homeless people. I was saying <laughs> bums, you know, like low-life bums. Um, because of their degeneracy and their sholalus, their the deprivation of all chachma and knowledge of malacha and or money that they're involved in. They spend all their time doing waste of time and sitting on corners. And like just talking about worldly things and like details of people. This guy here, that guy there. Right. So like, like people who just like hang around doing nothing, just gossiping and like not involved in work or building up the world. Right. Um, so the Pusim are the Nivalim. Everyone trying to say are those. Don't know what that means. Okay. So the Pusim are Without a doubt, anyone who uh, abstains from Torah and ref 
refrains from walking after the ways of Avodah Zakel, even if they're, sorry, the Zulas, meaning even if they're not Kofrin and Machisim, okay, he's going to be in uh, in one of these groups. Okay, is that Mikat? Is that, what does footnote 13 say? Mikoach. Okay, fine, whatever. So he's going to be in one of these three categories. Either you're going to be involved in lusting after money and profit. He adds a bunch of qualities there. And kavod and, and victory and authority. Okay, so like accomplishments, I guess, like, you know, like the, the, the pursuing success, like ambition, accomplishment, whatever, right. worldly success. Or you're you've abandoned your body to be involved in in pleasures and uh, enjoyments. Bal nefesh and bal ruach. The first one would be the bal ruach, and the second would be bal nefesh. Yeah, yeah. Um, only he also showeth ruach. I don't know what showeth ruach is. Is that like? Like what we would say, like breathing, breathing hot air, or like, like, I don't know. It, it refers us to Alki Yirmiya fourteen six. Alki Yirmiya fourteen six. It refers us to Alki Yirmiya fourteen six. Page eleven oh five. Oh, yeah, air suckers. They suck in air like serpents. Yeah, that's what they do. I didn't know serpents. I thought they hiss. You know, like. Suck in air. I, I don't know that. I, I guess I haven't met enough uh, servants. Um, and they enjoy sitting on corners and standing in markets and streets. Uh, to hear the news, let's talk about waste of time. And to look at, uh, to search after people in this time. So you're saying that there's some people who, are, who their their abstention from Torah comes from one, two, or three causes. So I like this parish in the sense that it really shows you a target of who the Pazik is talking about. We're not praising people who are not Rashaim, Chataim, and Leitim uh, in the sense of the bad guys. Right. We're saying people who are not bad guys, but they're also not involved in Torah, but they're caught up in the world in a certain way. And that those people are, wait, sorry, did we say praiseworthy was the one? Are praiseworthy uh, if they they instead of doing that are involved in Torah Hashem. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we have time to read this next part? Probably not, right? No. Okay, fine. All right. So we'll have to pick up next time. But is, is this good? So I think Meiri is like smoother sailing yeah. than cool. even Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. All right, so let's stop here for tonight. Alrighty. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.